0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Huff and Heather podcast. I'm Heather McLary. And I'm Phoebe Huff. And this week we're talking about all the things that we learned this year.
1: Let's get into it. What's up? Phoebe came up with a list of hers. And y'all, she has like 15 things she's learned in 2019. 16, I added another one. Oh my gosh. I at first had like three. And then I was like, maybe I should expand. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have 12.
0: I mean, some of mine are really dumb. Like one of them is literally, stop getting bangs that time in your life has passed
1: when you first said that i thought you were talking about like you know bang energy drink <laughs> <laughs> no those are still present in my life mm. i think it's really good to reflect on what went on in 2019 or yeah. just went on like year to year For sure. i feel like every year i'm a journaler That sounds Mm -hmm. really weird. That's a weird way to say it. But every year I always journal at least like four things that I learned, Mm -hmm. whether they be big things or small things, but it's just like really great to reflect on what happened in your year. And yeah. I'm not good at remembering things. I am horrible at remembering it takes things. Me forever to think about what I learned in a year.
0: Well, I just am bad about like mixing up my years, and so I literally had to go back on my phone, look through my camera roll, and be like, "Oh, wait, yeah, that happened this year. Oh, wait, that wasn't in twenty. 20- that was in 2012. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I could remember back in, like those specific instances what I learned. Like, mm-hmm. oh, when
1: I, you know, did this or did that. Yeah what came out of it praise god for pictures oh they just remind you of every every moment Mm -hmm. i love taking little pictures and you go look back and you're like oh my gosh yeah that night just like the little random pictures are my favorite i love them well well today like we said we're talking about all the different things Mm -hmm. that we have learned in 2019 i feel like just
0: in general for both of us this was a big year
1: yeah what would you how would you describe it as a big year
0: feel like I grew a lot in my professionalism Mm -hmm. with, like, my future career and things like that. I just kind of grew up in a lot of different ways, actually. Yeah.
1: You had a hard year last year, though. Yeah. So, it was just a big change. It was a big change. It was a really sweet year, for sure. Yeah. I would say for me, I feel like in a work standpoint, I matured a lot Maybe not in a life standpoint, I don't really know. I hate saying like I'm mature and then people are like, No, you're not. But like in a work so immature. (laughs) (laughs) In a work standpoint, I feel like when I'm in work mode now, it's like game on I'm in work mode and I've matured Mm -hmm. a lot in that way. But I've also just learned a bunch of little things here and there, which is which I'm gonna talk about in a second. But Yeah. What is the first thing you have on your your learning list?
0: I feel like this is just kind of the theme of my year, Mm -hmm. and I feel like this isn't something I'm necessarily like, oh, this is a new thing I learned, my eyes are open to the world, but it was more of like a reminding and refining of what I had learned before, and really like putting those into practices with like things that were really hard. And so, my number one takeaway from the year was to take every chance to make a new memory. Don't be afraid of taking risk. The moments will pass, and it's just about how you want to spend them. And so, there's this theory, and it's called the flinch. Have you ever heard of this? No. What the heck?
1: Where's it from? I
0: I really can't remember, but it's it's like some like self help theory thing, and it's basically. This idea that whenever you're about to do something really scary, there's this moment. And you know what it is? And you're like, the like the adrenaline? The oh. adrenaline. You're just like standing on the edge of a cliff and mm-hmm. you either... That's the flinch. Okay. And you either... You have two options. You either do it and you jump off the cliff or yeah. you back away and regret it. Interesting. And so it was just like minimizing your flinch... Like leaning into the flinch to minimize your regret. Okay. And so... Um, That's good. I think just like constantly doing things that scare you and not Mm. just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go jump off this cliff, but like apply for something that's really hard or take on a challenging project that like is going to require a lot more time and energy than something just really normal. I don't know, but also just say yes to things that are hard. Say yes to things that are hard. And I think I was really reminded that life is just going to pass me by whether I do things or not.
1: And it's just deciding how I want to spend them. Yeah. Now, one of mine, I'm trying to think of which one it is, but I said, oh, it's right here. I said, take risk and s- take risk and say yes to things that scare the heck out of you, which like goes along with yours, because I feel like this year I've learned to take, I've definitely learned to like take more mm-hmm. risk and not in life, like you said, jumping off the cliff, not necessarily that, but doing positions that scare me or getting myself into things that freak me out. But I'm like, in the end, you're going to be so thankful that you did this because you're either going to, one, fail and learn so much from it Mm -hmm. or you're going to flourish in it. I don't know. But I feel like even in starting, like, this podcast thing, that was really scary and that was a risk. We were like, no one's going to listen, but people do. And it has really changed our lives and we really love it. So I think – I just –
0: kind of like what you said kind of adding on to my point like like whenever you accept failure as a possibility rather than avoid it or have this like irrational fear of it if you can learn from it grow from it and push through it that's really what's going to change your life no, and the decisions that you make from there on out and it's so important and it's good to fail yeah no, you so have to, to fail. fail
1: that's that's a- not to like jump ahead and like skip your second one but that is another thing I learned is that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is so okay to fail and I've heard that my whole entire life specifically from my dad and he's always like just fail (laughs) like it's literally fine to fail because you're gonna learn from your mistakes and I never understood I think I looked at it in a way of like you fail you're a failure I always looked at it that way but this year I learned that like you fail you grow from that well and it's like you fail, at least you tried. True.
0: And because you can not fail anything your whole life and do absolutely nothing with it. Yeah. And I, what I mean by that is like, you don't have to fail anything your entire life and you've never done anything. True. You've you've never never took risk. You never took risk. You never tried something that scared you. You never explored something new. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Um, what was the second thing you learned since I kind of <laughs> just said two things? <laughs> you <good. laughs> um, My second one was take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically. Your health is really important and you're not being selfish to take care of yourself. It's important to living a better life. And. Dang.
1: How would you explain, like, how you've learned to take rest and, like, mm. do that? I think
0: I always just thought that if I, you know had like a quote-unquote mental health day where I just allowed myself room Mm -hmm. I was being selfish and I wasn't like making myself available to people or I wasn't doing the work that needed to get done when in reality it was like if you're trying to get somewhere on a broken bike and you're pedaling as hard as you can like yeah you're doing the work and you may be getting somewhere Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be as efficient if you take a minute, take care of the bike and then go. And, and so I really just learned a lot about what I need to be able to have a healthier outlook and just in general presence with like my emotions and my mental state. And it's so important to take care of yourself physically. Yeah.
1: And in so many different aspects, like physically, mentally, spiritually all the aspects and they all tie in together all the aspects all the aspects um so yeah
0: that's something huge i learned i think and also in the past when i was working on something like one of those aspects i wasn't conscious of like working on the others and so it was like completely like oh yeah i'm doing so good in my spiritual life right now but i emotionally am shot yeah, or you know, it was always something like that, like out of always out of balance a little bit, right? And so I think this semester too, I've been, and especially this semester, but this year I've been working like a lot more holistically, or like trying
1: to, and mm-hmm. so that has been huge. My yeah. second thing that I said, these kind of go together, but I'm just gonna say one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, being busy is not just because you're. Or I don't know how to wear this. Just because you're being busy does not mean you're being efficient. And so I would always think that if I wasn't busy and going along with, like, I was never taking rest at the beginning of this year and didn't know what rest looked like. And so I would always keep myself busy because I thought that made me efficient and I thought efficiency was good and that was what I needed to feel, like, a purpose throughout my day. And so if I was, if I would took a rest one day, kind of like what you said, I would feel awful and I feel like I would, like, waste my I don't know. I just feel like I didn't deserve it necessarily. So I would always keep myself busy and always keep myself efficient. Mm-hmm. But then I learned after a long process that just because you're busy does not mean that you're being efficient. It does not mean that your day is any better than a day that you're procrastinating something or taking rest for yourself that you need. What was your third one? My third one
0: was, oh, this one was Big because I so I traveled a ton this year and you I'm did. so thankful. It was a great. It's because of your summer, right? Well, so at the beginning of this year, I went to Israel for a few weeks and New York for a couple days. At the beginning of that trip, oh which my was, gosh, I
1: totally forgot about all of that. Right?
0: Yeah, and I then, just thought about your summer. Yeah, I went to Colorado for spring break and then this summer I traveled over nine weeks, and so I saw a lot and mm-hmm. I traveled a lot. And then this semester. I haven't really traveled this semester. It's also senior year. <laughs> it's, also, it's also senior year. Yeah. And, like, just random trips to, like, Texas to visit friends or things yeah. like that happened. But I learned how important traveling is in my life mm-hmm. and, like, how much I just love it and thrive in it. And mm-hmm. I can't – like, every time I travel, I'm just reminded of how excited I am for post-grad because I really think that whatever job I have, I will be traveling a lot in. Yeah. Um. And it was just really cool. Like, this year, I took the fanciest trip I will probably ever take in my life. To Israel? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Like, I was put up in a hotel in New York for a couple of days. I was paid to go to Israel and stay at a really nice hotel where they fed me, like, amazing food. And Fancy. I just got to talk to, like, incredible people. Mm-hmm. And so, it was great we were really just out there booing it it was so fancy like it was i just i was like wow i will never be on a trip this nice again in my life but this summer and this kind of rolls over into my next point is i truly like there were this is really gross um so we basically camped all summer Mm -hmm. and as an intern there were times where like we only had showers for like one hour a day and like all the bikers were there and we were still working so we weren't able to and guys this is disgusting and i know it's disgusting but honestly like whatever there was a five day stretch where the interns did not shower
1: <laughs> but mind you wait you were, like, outside all the time, Oh, Oh, 100%. So, what did you learn from that? Oh,
0: well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's just, like, a funny story. <laughs> I didn't shower Okay, for five days, and I showered. Uh, we showered. This is uh, the end of the story. We, <laughs> we, like, took a shower with a water hose in front of a church. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. But that's to say that I really got offside track. But that was, like, a super low-key, very, like, cheap, cheap, cheap trip. Like, yeah. Like, we, we showered. When you could. When we could. And we slept on the floor. And we, like, it was amazing. It was yeah. such a cool experience. And I looked like trash all summer, which rolls over to my next point of, like, this summer was boot camp. If you think you are a confident person and it doesn't matter what you look like, go without showering <laughs> for days, wearing the same, like, two things of like well like basically the same two pairs of clothes outfits yeah for nine weeks and then see how you feel and see how you <laughs> feel and it is it was so cool like I remember the first like few days I was just like so self-conscious I was like I why am I like this and it was just because like I didn't realize like how much pride yeah. and love I find in my style and like, not having that stripped away, because it was obviously, like, I was still wearing the clothes that I wanted, that I had packed, but I had, like, really had nothing, and so it was, like, leaning into that Mm -hmm. of, like, okay, there's so much freedom here now. I know what I have to wear. I know what I have to do, and, like, I really, truly am being, like... Stepped into your confidence. Yeah, because it was, like, you don't get to care about how you look. Like, that's not why you're here, Mm -hmm. and it was so neat. Like, I remember I was looking at pictures this morning and I found a picture of me and my friend Kaylee standing in this really nice like hotel hallway that we like just kind of wandered in when we were in um, Lincoln, Nebraska. Or it was like a big gallery or something, but it was like this super fancy place. And we were in hiking shorts, a t-shirt, and like bandana headbands. And just looking like really, really rough, sunburnt, trash and it was great Mm -hmm. that was like one of my favorite nights of my life and so it was just really like as long as you feel like you should belong somewhere and you want to be there it doesn't matter what you look like and Mm -hmm. like you just have to have the confidence to go into a place and feel like you belong yeah and so one of the things that I really learned this summer was just it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter who cares because people really don't just enjoy your life, enjoy what you're doing, be passionate about it, and be happy.
1: Yeah, that kind of, my next one is really, really short, and definitely not as good (laughs) as yours, but I said, you don't have to wash your hair every day, and dry dry shampoo is a thing. I love that. I for sure thought, I was, have been one of those people that I wash my hair every single day, and sometimes I still do if I feel really gross, but it's because I work out every day, mostly Mm -hmm. every day, and so I would think you'd have to wash your hair every night, and I took a shower every night, and I didn't know what a blow dryer was, and then this summer, man, my roommate, she blew dry her hair, and I said, what the, I've never done that before, (laughs) so then I learned how to not wash my hair every day, I learned how to use dry shampoo, and that is a really dumb thing I learned this year, but. It changed your life. It changed my life, and I don't have to shower every day, Mm. (laughs) woohoo! I love that, that's funny. That, that's so funny <laughs> but on a realer note another thing i learned which is totally has nothing to do with that mm-hmm. but it's another short one is i rest better when i'm outside
0: so i other have then, that really? i still i
1: need outside time oh well nice i just mm-hmm. know that i guess i can rest when i'm in after i did learn what actual rest looked like mm-hmm. i rest so much better when i'm in a, in a hammock sitting outside sitting on the ground outside going for a walk honestly walks are Love probably walks. the most restful thing for me My Instagram bio says I like coffee and long walks. Like, I'm not kidding. Being outside, especially walking, is just so therapeutic Mm -hmm. and restful for me. And I did not learn that until the beginning of this year when I just had a friend who always wanted to go for walks. And then we would always go. And it was great and so restful and just allowed me to think in moments when we weren't talking or when I went alone and just see the outdoors. And there's just something about being outside that Mm -hmm. just brings, I don't know, just brings me so much rest. Which is great.
0: Mm-hmm. I really have to, like, schedule in outside time. And so that's I write funny. everything in my planner.
1: Yeah.
0: And I literally will, like, block out Friday afternoon and just put, like, go on a hike or something. And, yeah, that's so important.
1: What's the next thing you learned?
0: So the next thing I learned is actually kind of pertaining to both of us. And it's that you don't function at night except it. <gasps> Early mornings are the best.
1: I wrote... I literally wrote number three. Early mornings are great. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay, so this week, I have been waking up... At- She's crazy <sighs> for this. She is so crazy. You know how we've been waking up at, like... What time do we tell them? 5. 5 or 5.30-ish? Phoebe's been waking up at what time? 4. 4 a.m. in the morning. I love it. I love that it's Why? still so dark when I get up. That is called sleep time. It's also, like, I... So, Why have you been waking up at 4 a.m. every morning?
0: Okay, so I... A few things. Let me get my thoughts together. Okay, so for one, I don't like to study at night. I don't retain anything. I don't either. And mm. I, like, have to... Especially like, during finals week, like, balance, studying and all those things, and work and work-study. And so I don't really like... Like, my brain is just fried after, like, 5. Mm-hmm. And so... I had a lot of studying and a lot of 8 a.m. finals. And so I was like, well, I'll just try and wake up at 4 and go to sleep at 8 when my brain is tired. Which, I have not been going to sleep at 8. I've been going to sleep between, like, 9 and 10, which is still good. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep, see this out, like, figure if this is a thing that I could even do. Yeah. And I've been doing it, except for last night. Me and my roommate were hanging out until, like, 11. And so I woke up at 6, which is the latest I've slept in this week, which is just crazy. But... No, I love waking up at 4 a.m. I don't know if I'll keep doing it, especially when I'm home. That's a lot. But I really do enjoy, like, 5 a.m. waking up and, mm-hmm. like, having so much of the morning and just so much of the day. There's
1: just no one awake at that time. It's and great. so you just feel so alone mm-hmm. and just so, I don't know, I feel at peace and the world is just quiet. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yes. But it is just my time. No mm-hmm. one's awake. It's still kind of dark. You get to watch, like, the light, like, shining through your window It's really great. Well, and, like, this summer, too, it was
0: really neat. We had to wake up between, like, 4.30 and 5.30 every single day. And so I got to watch the sunrise almost every single day. And if you know me at all, I love watching the sunrise. It is one of my favorite things. I do it everywhere I go somewhere new. Every time, yep, every time that I go somewhere (laughs) new. And so I love it. Yeah. I do it just all the time. It's very peaceful. It really is. And it's so... Beautiful and it yeah. just really like connects me to the earth. That sounds really weird, but that like sounds so weird. That it sounds, sounds so like weird. you're a hippie. It does, but, but it's like okay. it I really it. does. You know, you just like you just feel like, hey, good morning, Earth. Like you're up. Anyway, you still connected. Okay. I'm the
1: hippie. It's all right. But it's, a fi- it's, I, it's a fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <a, laughs> it's a fine. It's it's a fine. It's a fine. No, but early mornings are so great. So and my good. mom is someone who wakes up at four forty-five every morning, and I, I never understood mm. it, but she just loves her mornings, and I would. Now that I've transitioned into getting closer to that time, it is just so great. And people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, take small steps. You'll get there. Yeah. But really, it is the best decision, especially for me as well, who doesn't, like, when it comes to school, I can't retain anything at past dinner time. Mm-mm. Me studying after dinner time is just wasted time. And I do not know how people start studying at 8 o'clock. I just can't. That's not yeah. how my brain works. So going to sleep at 9 and waking up at 5 if I need to study for something, studying till like, 9, to, like, like, that works the best for me. Yeah, for sure. Especially through this finals week, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I oh, I love mornings. I do too. So good. Um, I'm, one of the funnier things I wrote was five cups of coffee a day is not okay. <laughs> You're right <laughs> because you it, coffee dehydrates you. Mm-hmm. I drink so much water, so it really wasn't hurting me that bad. Except the fact that it was getting my heart rate up Ooh, so much. Sure, and I just. Five cups of coffee a day is really not the best. That and is that is a lot, dude. I have transitioned to two, maybe three sometimes, but uh, no more than three or four.
0: I so. occasionally it has occasionally five. it
1: has to be that, but that's but because I get like a your bit, like average. A, yeah, my average is like is down two a day. But there's an occasion that I like. I'm not saying a full like a full in my big mug a full cup is like or a full mug. What am I trying to say? Is like two and a half cups of coffee. So if I drink two of those a day, that's five. And then if I get another coffee in the afternoon, that's like eight total cups of coffee I've drank that day. <laughs> I, y'all, my grandfather would just drink coffee all day long. And that's the moment, the moment my parents said, Heather, you just drink coffee all day long. That's not great. And I was like, "Haha, maybe I should think about this. So I did. And um, I've brought my average of coffee a day down. Proud. But it's not like a drink it with cream and sugar. It's just black. Yeah. But still, that caffeine is, that'll get you. Yeah. And it's harder to, it's easier for me to sleep at night mm-hmm. if I don't drink coffee past
0: three o'clock. So. Yeah. I don't let myself drink coffee unless it's like, or like after, in the afternoon, unless yeah. it's like,
1: I don't know. So I need, I'm, Unless I'm like getting coffee with someone. Mm, yeah. No, me too. But. Or we're passing like a really good coffee shop and it's mm. like four, I'm like, might as well. But yeah. For sure. I need to find a good decaf coffee I, to drink at night i have a good decaf coffee i'll
0: show you let me know amen um okay so this is kind of funny i just i found out this year so last year i didn't cook a lot because i was really busy like mm-hmm. crazy busy and just didn't have didn't time you eat a lot of potatoes was oh that my you? gosh me and my roommate ate like 45 million and a half mm. pounds of potatoes <laughs> like this is truly all we ate last year potatoes and Cheerios.
1: I was about to say Cheerios. I don't know how I knew both those things. We've only had five boxes or maybe like... We haven't had more than ten boxes of Cheerios. All I have to say about your Cheerios is y'all have not eaten them that quickly because I tried to eat some the other day when I was at your apartment and they were stale. (laughs) And so I knew that they had been in there for a really long time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. That is a box of plain Cheerios and we eat those when we feel like we
0: should but in reality we really like the flavorty ones yeah because they're so much better or the honey
1: nut Uh. or that apple oh oh.
0: apple anyways getting off topic right anyways (laughs) but now i love cooking and i can oftentimes be extremely domestic yeah
1: for some reason, you had to explain the word "domestic" to me the other day, because <laughs> I, I took it in a different way. But you were like, hmm? I was like, "What do you mean by that?" No, but, but I like, understand you it. Know what I mean? Like, people are like, "Oh yeah, she domestic domestic like, housewife." That's what I think of. Yes. But not that you're a housewife. But you I know. just think of that's how I understand the word. But, but like, I'm I love to bake. Yeah, and I kind of forgot about that. But I mean, I love baking. But I i am going to have to find me, like, my husband in the future is going to have to be the cook in our house. Because mm. I can cook every once in a while, but sometimes if I don't cook all my meals at once, then I'm eating peanut butter all week. Yeah. Or I'm eating a quick, like, eggs or something. I'm not eating mm-hmm. a meal meal, if I, that makes sense. Yeah. See, there are, like, certain things that I like to have done. Like,
0: I like to have all of my rice made for the week. But yeah. if it's something like vegetables or stuff like that, I want to do that uh, I when like those I'm fresh, it because yeah. Because... It's also like a therapeutic thing for me that like oh I'm working on this this is good this is nice like brain.
1: Sometimes I just Chill. feel like I'm wasting time when I'm cooking I like if I have cooking. to cook every night unless it's the weekend and then I'm like and I'm just impatient. I will often but cook. I'm glad you learned that. Time.
0: But That's I love a, mm, cooking yeah. and I made oh I made paella this year. It was great. I've made like pad thai, I've made like, kanoki okay. noodles
1: gnocchi is it called no gnocchi, gnocchi. it's just Noki. i thought it was ganache ganache, ganache. Anyways. Anyways.
0: Gnocchi. anyways Noki. made pizza you made
1: falafel i made uh, i made good falafel let's just say i go to phoebe's house for dinner because when she <laughs> comes over i'm like i'll just make some sweet potato fries in my air fryer and um maybe tofu? some tofu because <laughs> she's yes. vegetarian what was that funny one you told me earlier oh yeah without beans you would die because you're vegetarian No, seriously. If a vegetarian doesn't like beans, then you're probably going to die. No, I truly, there's a
0: huge jar on my refrigerator that is just full of chickpeas. I've just dried chickpeas. And I made, I still have beans in my fridge. What? (laughs) I don't know. I just always have like tons of canned beans, tons of already made beans, tons
1: of already like of dried beans i love beans i learned that (laughs) i like beans but not as much as you do but i my go-to food this year is literally been eggs
0: oh my word that's all i eat
1: me all the freaking time that and like a bag of broccoli or something that Mm. sounds like i'm i swear i eat other food so much but my go-to food is for sure eggs because it's so quick it is quick i
0: love eggs we i know we both like buy the like 60
1: what is it 60 egg crates oh my gosh if y'all know those giant crates of eggs at walmart both of us and our roommates like we get the 60 pack for our fridge yeah funny and we like go through several georgia and i go through one like for it takes us like two weeks or a week and a half to go through one 60 pack of eggs it's honestly insane it's crazy thank god for chickens absolutely wild um, on a more serious note, one of the, th- I think I've said that a couple of times. I don't know. This one's more serious, but it's, it says it is okay to forgive people. Vulnerability like that is okay. Because I would always say that I would forgive people or like, I would act as if I forgave them, but I wouldn't necessarily forgive people for certain things because I didn't want to be vulnerable like that, like in that way, not like. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I felt like if I was forgiving somebody, then I was letting down my guard in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but I I learned this year that it is okay to forgive people and like vulnerability in that way is really okay. And that you need to give grace and that is okay. And that's really like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's just really hard for me to fully forgive people for like, whether that be little things or big things. I just felt like I wasn't, I don't know but yeah and then no, i'm gonna pause because you can hear you writing sorry oh, it's okay okay um <laughs> what was the next thing you learned <gasps> Okay, <pause. laughs>
0: um oh so this was actually this has been something that has uh i don't know been a long-standing thing that i've been trying to learn Mm -hmm. and it's still something that does not come naturally to me and so i'm having to work really hard on it okay what is it i am so hard to read Ooh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) not to steal your thunder but i've been told that my whole life yes my ex-boyfriend in high school was like i just didn't understand you because you were so hard to read and i was like am i yeah. So I get that on a personal level. So
0: I I know that I'm, like, very hard to read, and I never thought that I really was,
1: but you I- You're really hard to read. I feel like I can read you because I kind of, like, understand sometimes where your, like, mindset is, so it doesn't bo- bother me even if I can't read you, but from another person's perspective, yes—
0: yeah so i know i'm very hard to read but you still have to communicate so tell the people in your life how you feel even if it's hurt if it hurts you it's uncomfortable or it feels really unnatural because you need to let people be there for you Mm. yes that Mm. is truly so impossible not impossible because it is possible and i'm learning but it is so difficult for me to do and it's so hard for me to like really be vulnerable with people and not to just like tell them what's happening in my life but like to allow them to let to let my guard down but also to like let them bear those burdens with me yes and that has been something that i've really grown in but i still like have a lot of (laughs) progress to make in but i think it's really funny i was talking last night about like to my roommate about how hard i am to read and i was just like truly like i didn't it didn't cross my mind like, it never crosses my mind that, like, oh, I'm hard to read. It's just, like, I, I'm just I'm just living. Th- that's just you. Yeah. What, when have you, when do you think I'm hard to read?
1: Um, ooh, I have to think about this. I think you're hard to read. I really don't know in certain situations, like, specific situations when you're hard to read. Because I feel like I'm around you so much that I kind of, like, I don't even think about it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see how other people would think in majority of, like, big situations and little situations how you're hard to read. Like, whether you think that's funny or you're happy right (laughs) now or we're just a very – you give emotion, obviously, but
0: (laughs) thanks. I don't know.
1: (laughs) You're emotional. No, I'm just kidding. You have emotions. like, I feel like people just – maybe if they think you're hard to read, they misinterpret you. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, That makes a lot of sense. They misinterpret – how they're reading you and so then they just like are like what the heck she was actually happy in that moment but i thought she was pissed off at me like i don't know oh if i had if i had a nickel for every time i heard that
0: (laughs) then um well my life would be a little bit better because I'd
1: probably have, like, a couple dollars. I don't know. A couple dollars. Just a few. <laughs> just a few dollars. I cannot tell you how many times people are like, I thought you were mad at that situation. Yeah. I was like, no, I just didn't. Or, like, Talk. I thought you didn't like me forever. Oh, like, ever. And I, was I like, hear that uh, all the time. There's yeah. three, no, two ways that I meet people. I'm either so perky Polly. it's not absolutely not me. And I don't mm. know why I get that way, but I'm not myself for some reason. When I first meet someone, I just feel the need to, like, put yeah. on this, like, happiness front. And not that I'm my non-perky is not happy it's just i'm so not me or i'm just around my friends and so i'm able to be myself when i'm meeting someone and they're like i was so scared of you and i'm like why i'm not a scary person yeah i get that you're kind of a scary person sometimes I, oh thanks
0: <laughs> so i was reading i was listening to this podcast about the aids which we both are and it said it was really funny they were interviewing someone and she said yeah, I don't make a good first impression, but I make a great ninth impression. And Can you explain that? What does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, so basically, I kind of get what you were talking about with – I'm never me when I meet someone, and so, like, it's always really, like, one side of me, and it's usually, like, a really intense side of me, mm-hmm. whether that is, like, the super energetic, like, positive, like, God ah, me, Perky or falling. it's the, like, you interrupting me when I was studying hmm. And right now, my face looks like this. Yes. And so it's really hard for me to, like, make a good, like... First impression. First impression. Because it's never fully you. 100% no. But what does the ninth part mean? So it's, like, after you get to know someone, especially if they, you know, kind of have, like, a bad taste in their mouth after mm-hmm. they first meet you, they'll love you. Okay. And it's just, like, you have to, like, they have to figure you out enough to be able to, like, read you. Yes. And to like, oh, op- you have to open up enough mm-hmm. to let someone I get that. enjoy your
1: presence. I just feel like, yeah, I'm never fully <laughs> myself when I get to know somebody, or even if I know them on a surface level. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm never fully myself, and that's not in like an I'm fake kind of way. No, but it's just because I. Well, I think everyone is like that yeah. to a degree. True, true, true. Not one's always like,
0: hi, here is all of my baggage. True. But like, you know what I mean. I think yeah. it's easier for some people to come across as like very fully themselves mm-hmm. and no, i really appreciate sense. that
1: yeah for my one of one of my things was that I learned... This, I learned this year that I am an Enneagram 8. Like she just said, I t- definitely thought I was a 1, a 6, a 9... Not a 9. Like Literally <laughs> thought I was nine. every number in the book. Someone asked me and I was like, I think I have a little bit of every number. I look back and I'm like, no, honey, you were an 8 to a T. But <laughs> but from that and just learning where... Not, not like saying that's my identity or anything, but just like maybe like understanding myself a little bit better through what an eight process is because I never thought that I, that people thought the way that I did or that people struggled with the things that I did. And so I learned that as an eight people, str- like one of their sin struggles is anger. And I was like, I'm not an angry person because when you think of an angry person, you think of like, like fire. I don't know. But just a really angry, <laughs> really angry, <laughs> a really angry, a bitter person. But I definitely thought that wasn't me. And so I was like, maybe that's not me. But I, after listening, we always talk about how we learn things through listening through podcasts, which is so true. So but this true. summer, my one of the girls I worked with, she was an eight two, And she was talking about how she masked her frustration as, or she masked her anger as frustration and how her expectations for people are a little high and so then she gets frustrated but then she like listened to this thing and she figured out that that was actually all anger and that that frustration was rooted in anger and so I from her and then this podcast she sent me I learned that I'm an angry person and not a fiery or like when you think of an angry person, like I said, you think of someone who's just really rude. Not that I'm rude, but my frustration and my high expectations not being met through people, not that that's their fault, but I just figured that or I found out that I have a lot of things that I mask that aren't anger, but they're anger and it's like rooted Mm -hmm. in anger. And I've gotten so much better at that once learning that and just one turning to the Lord and then turning to how can I fix this and not rooted in anger because I just i don't know i just figured out that some of my bitterness or frustration is just anger that i'm calling something else because i think that the word anger is really bad i don't know if yeah. that makes any sense
0: i uh, oh, okay so this is gonna sound weird yeah i am 100 percent a very angry person i think i'm a little bit more fiery than you <laughs> no yeah
1: like yeah i shut down when i get angry oh unless no. it's like a situation where i'm angry and i need to fix it then i get fiery I get... I'm kind of just
0: a fiery person. Yeah. Um, And I... I love anger. I think for a really long time, I was defeated by it, and Mm -hmm. it, like, hurt my view of other people, but I think it's just... I think I'm going to have a lot of that energy of, like, anger is wanting to change something. Yeah. And seeing it less as like a disappointment of people and just as like a and transitioning it into like a passion for change and I think that has been like the hugest step that I've taken the hugest huge what okay. the biggest <laughs> 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 I think that's. has I was gonna say a huge and then I said the and then I said oh god um the biggest step that. but I think that has been like the biggest step in learning how I work and understanding that I am just kind of an angry person and those will those feelings and that energy will always be there. Yeah. But I have to figure out what to do with it. No, I get that. And I love it now.
1: Yeah, I've definitely figured out what to do with it, mm-hmm. but I love the way that you worded that and like I don't know. That's that's how I feel now after I've learned and grown and found out that's what it was inside of me and then learned how to deal with it. Yeah. Um Let's see some of my funny ones. Uh, yeah,
0: I. that's all of mine. You need creative time. That's not really funny, but, you know. Whatever. Wait, what was that? Creative time. What does that even mean? I need to do things creative or else I get sad. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thrive when I am being, like, busy. I have to be busy in several different areas or else I don't do anything. I never get anything done. I need
1: my day to be 100%... Plan. If I have time throughout the day, like, a good four-hour break to do one thing, I probably won't get that one thing done. No. Like, I need, like, oh, I have this, and then this, and then mm-hmm. this, and then this. If it's like, oh, this has to be done
0: in a few weeks, then it's oh. like, oh, it's not going to happen until I, like, and put in my planner, like, okay, you have two hours here, two hours here, four hours there. Like See, sometimes that works like
1: for that. me, and then sometimes I just get things done, but most of the time it's, I need to be busy. Really yeah. Busy. But... Also fun rest. Like we talked about earlier. <laughs> but I also have to plan out my rest. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird. I don't. Uh, well, actually I do. I'm because like, I'm a hey, big I need time for the knee. When now. I'm bored in class, y'all, I plan out my whole entire day I love step it. by step 100%. and I don't always follow it, but it's just like there it's therapeutic for me.
0: It's like it's a very good way of just like if you have a huge list of everything that you need to get done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you look at that list like, for me, it's super defeating and it's really scary, but I know as soon as I start, it won't be that bad because I'll figure it all out and it'll all get done. Yeah. And so, if I can just sit there and plan everything out, then
1: it's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I need to spend my time. There we go. Ooh, I have one more thing that I learned that I just thought of. Okay. I've learned not to stress out. Yeah. And, of course, there's moments when I stress out, but people have been recently telling me, like, you don't stress about things, like blah 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 or like a couple like obviously i still stress about things mm-hmm. but i've just had at least two people be like you just don't stress about things the way you did last year yeah or this and this and i'm like yeah because i know it's gonna work out the way that it should mm-hmm. and so i just don't stress out that much
0: i i like the healthy amount of stress like yeah. where i'm just very much in work mode and i'm like i have to get these things done mm-hmm. the only things that really stress me out are things well there's like only really one thing and it's kind of dumb but the only thing that really stresses me out is guys. Interesting.
1: Which that we is don't so have to tr- talk about. We don't have Let's to talk about that today. We <laughs> no. can talk about that on another podcast. But that is so true for you. I know. You stress out so much so, in certain situations. So much. Because I just. That's so funny you brought that up.
0: I have no idea. I'm like a baby deer she in is, the woods. No,
1: literally. She, yeah.
0: I, I just, <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't know. Like, you I, do – that's that's where all of your stress goes, if any stress. Yeah.
0: Because, like, work, nope, I love it, getting it done, like, anything else, like, conflict doesn't stress me out. I love conflict. Yeah. But – Me, too. When it comes to, like, relationship, like, like any potential? sort of potential relationship, I stress out to an unimaginable degree. Like, I have – I have a lot of bros. Like, I'm not scared of guys – but the thought and idea of, like, a potential relationship is so stressful. And that's one of the things that I have been growing in a lot, yeah. I think. Definitely, 100%. A that's lot. That's funny. But I need to continue to grow in that. Yes. Yes, because now, <laughs> knowing you personally, that's where all your stress is. Oh, my word. It's so funny. It is really
1: funny now that you vocalized that. Oh, it's... Praise God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Praise God. My last one was something that I... I think I was talking to my mom about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I am ready to leave. And I'm so, like, I'm really trying to be present at Waushtal, but, like, I'm just ready to go. I'm, I'm ready gone. for the next thing. And I was just like, is it bad that I have, like, all of these, like, not negative feelings, but kind of, yeah. of just, like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm ready to move on. Senior year. Yeah. yeah. And she was just, like, talking about how if it wasn't bittersweet Mm -hmm. graduation would be so painful and change would hurt so much that Mm -hmm. like how could it be positive if we were being ripped away from every situation of change Yeah, and so that was something huge that like just because I have you know mixed emotions about like graduating and things like that doesn't mean that I still don't appreciate the time that i've spent here but it's a part of life and change mm-hmm. that i'm ready to move on and it's just further confirmation that that's the next steps that i need to do yeah so i think that's pretty much it yeah that's that's <laughs>
1: it for me i was yeah. i only had 14 you had like 20. 17. 17. Close enough. We but anyways, <laughs> this was really long. <laughs> this was really long, but it was good. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. took some, take some time like we did, which yeah. I didn't take as much time as Phoebe did, but take some time <laughs> to think about the things that you learned in 2019. And then next week we're going to be talking about our goals or what is it? What are we going to call it? Just kind of like a look into 2020 maybe? Yeah. So then I don't know. Think about the things you learned in 2019 and then stay tuned for next week when we talk about looking into and goals for 2020 and just what we are thinking about it. Um, And so you can be prepared for that and you can do that as well. But we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.